Good job. Are you cold? Are you cold, Dead Palette? Uh, um. Mm, because mm. it. How do I? Because mm. <laughs> it's time for short and shivery. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, um, welcome to Undercooked Analysis. I'm David King, and this is Dead Palette. <laughs> Grass tastes bad. <laughs> it does. Don't eat it. We're doing another short and shit read tonight, guys, and we love you. Don't ever leave us. Um, <laughs> Don't ever leave us. Don't ever sober up. Come on down anytime to Undercooked Analysis. Short and Shippery Edition. Da, 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 da. Where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Tonight, we are reading The Expressionless and, and White with Red. I have read both of these stories, as have you, I'm sure. As have yeah. many, I'm sure. Yeah. And now... We are going to put them to now, our usual, completely serious literary scrutiny without any bullshit whatsoever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't keep a straight face. Can you tell it's late? We're both a can, little tired. Can you tell I've done nothing for a week but play Overwatch? <laughs> I can tell. It's you're like, like oh. reading these stories and slowly but surely you're like, Junk rat just comes floating across your vision. Just slowly. Have you ever like played a, a video game so much that you have dreams of playing the video game? Like the logic is centered around that. Oh yeah. Um, the weird thing was when I was younger, I used to um, like when I first started playing Dungeons and Dragons um, with friends. I would come home that night from a game and I was still fired Fire myself up to sleep and fucking. I'd have insomnia bouts where it was just dice rolling through my head all night. It was like, awful. I <laughs> I remember I when, when Metal Gear Acid came out, I did the same thing, but it's like a card game. And so I, I thought of nothing but like moving with the cards because you need the cards to move. And I'm just like moving through the house with the cards. And I'm like, this is, this is a surreal dream. That is a very surreal dream. But at least you actually slept, it sounds like. Yep. I just had fucking insomnia. And I brought Metal Gear into this again. We should probably read the expressionless. You managed to get both uh, Metal Gear and Overwatch into this. <laughs> Though it always comes back to Metal Gear. Is Overwatch... Is, how, how is Overwatch compared to Metal Gear? Completely uncomparable. Good. All right, let's read the expressionless. Let's start with the expressionless. In June 1972, a woman appeared in Cedar Sinai Hospital in nothing but a white... Blood-covered gown. Punchy. I like it. Now this... Hmm? I'm already mad. <laughs> it's not often that I'm mad this early. <laughs> I just thought you were you were shifting into, the, into a better position, you know. Um, Get, getting the dragon dildo in the right place. <laughs> so, it was going up the wrong hole? I guess that's I why is that, but that's why you were mad. It had nothing to do with the uh, the paragraph, I'm sure. No, it's just Mad Dragon. Just Mad Dragon. 
Um, do we want to like, talk about that or shall we just move on? Yeah, we need more. Okay. Now, this in itself should not be too surprising as people often have accidents nearby and come to the nearest hospital for medical attention. But there were two things that caused people who saw her to vomit and flee in terror succinctly in that order. Mm-hmm. Never the other way around. They would go, run. <laughs> They'd run while throwing up. I just, it. you, you know how um, in some anime, like when people throw up, it's like really stylized, just like, Bleh. it's just like a waterfall for like two seconds and then they like run. Yeah. That's why I picture it. Everybody looks like, like cheap animation budget, head turn, Bleh. run. Oh, <laughs> it's good visual. Yeah. Um, the first being that she wasn't exactly human. But, she relim- she, but, she, relim- but, she resembled something close to a mannequin, but had the dexterity and fluidity, fluidity of a normal human being. Her face was as flawless as mannequins, devoid of eyebrows, and smeared in makeup. What? Too much too soon? Um, I, I, it's not even just that. It's just, I am 100% sure they will not justify this in any way, shape, or form. No, this feels... I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, even welcome though we both to, read this before. Welcome to I Have a Bad Feeling About This. The show where we read shitty creepypastas. <laughs> there was a kitten. Okay, the story, depending on how who you are, the story just got better. There was a kitten clamped in her jaws so unnaturally tight that no teeth could be seen. Okay, maybe this story will not appeal to people. And the blood was still squirting out over her gown and onto the floor. She then pulled it out of her mouth, tossed it aside, and collapsed. From the moment she stepped through the entrance to when she was taken to the hospital room and cleaned into into the hospital room, Every every hospital has a hospital room. She cleaned up before being prepped for sedation. She was completely calm, expressionless, and she was completely calm and expressionless. Oh, you're not going to do the, the thing with me? Oh, wait, hang on. <clears throat> Read it again. She was completely calm, expressionless, oh, oh, shit. and motionless. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the Name dropping. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> the doctors thought it best to restrain her until the authorities could arrive, and she did not protest. They were unable to get any kind of response from her, and most staff members felt too uncomfortable to look directly at her for more than a few seconds. It once was a man. So at this point, maybe we should like stop and actually give thoughts about this. Maybe I'm tired, or maybe I just don't care, or maybe I'm a jaded cynical motherfucker at this point, but I'm just like, I am not, I'm not jiving with this right now. No, it's, you know, you, you can say too much too soon. And I think that that's obvious, but I don't even think it's the right kind. We, we recently talked about uh, broadcast interruption and how maybe that was too much too soon, but the much was good. Yeah. It was a good the, much. Like, this much isn't very good. The idea of something that is mannequin-like, um, man, I'm failing here. It's just not described well. It's not. It's. 
I, I just have trouble imagining that. There's a very specific image, by the way, associated with this story. It's um, and it'll you know, and uh, I'll find a way to link to that image, uh, or it's going to be shared in the YouTube version of this. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm betting someone saw this image first and then decided to write the story. Yeah, I get that feeling. So it's a force fit. It already feels kind of like a force fit, and like they're trying. The, the whole kitten detail seems really just. Look how shocking this is. I love how you say shock, and then my eyes just lock onto the word shock further in the story. <laughs> uh, but we're already getting a whole lot of telling. A lot of telling. And sometimes that's not a bad thing in a creepypasta. But we're also not getting... Um, what. I, I want more details about the specifics and who and who is the eyewitnesses here saying that they saw all this stuff and everything. This, um, this is an older creepypasta too, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's that going for it too and that <laughs> you could argue it was a simpler time, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I, I need more details. It starts off with June 27th, good good time setting. Cedar sinai um, Hospital, that's a specific location. Yeah, and so that stuff is good. Um, outside of that, it's just missing any context, really. Yeah, it's just this weird thing happened. It's still happening. And it's it's probably going to... Like, just the... Like, other stories... It doesn't have the same careful craftedness of a, maybe some other stories we read. And so we... And us knowing Creepypasta, we're looking at this going... It's just going to be a jumble of things that are like, this is weird and or uncanny and or scary. Yeah, it's just non sequitur with no real logic to it yet, I don't think. Yeah, that's the that's the impression I'm getting right now. But let's... We'll, we'll read ahead, let it let it try and work. Uh-huh. I know we're, we're already coming down really hard on this, and we don't want to seem like those guys. No, we're not but, those guys. Those um, aren't the guys. Aren't they? Um, <laughs> but th- there's nothing really beneficial here yet that's that's helping us out that's letting us be charitable yeah not yet let's see what happens it has been a long time but the second actually you don't come to think of it i don't think i have read this before i think i I have my reputation i have what read white with red but not this okay but the second the staff tried to sedate her she fought back with extreme force two members of staff had to hold her down as her body rose up on the bed with the same blank expression. She turned her emotionless eyes towards the male doctor and did something unusual. She smiled. As she, <laughs> as she did, the female doctor screamed and let go out of shock. In the woman's mouth were not human teeth, but long, sharp spikes, too long for her mouth to close fully upon without causing any damage. So the detail of... Here, here we go. It can be a little bit charitable. The detail of too long to teeth too long to close without causing any damage. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fair. It was playing the blood, although yeah. you'd think the blood was all from the kitten. So the idea of you know this thing is hurting itself. That's cool. Um, the idea of giant long teeth. It's pretty stupid. Um, Man, we're being really analytical, aren't we? We um, are. But man, it's it's just not again no context. We how do we know the male doctor did this? Are we are are we listening to the male doctor speak? Are we listening to the female doctor? 
are, you know, this is something where we really need to cite our sources. Yeah. And and here's the thing, too. You can make shit up. You can make up a source. I mean, it's okay if it's an urban legend, but, like, you know, oftentimes with a lot of these stories, it's like, well, I heard from a friend of my grandfather's who, you know, who heard from his barber, you know, something like that. Even if it's that, at least it's something. Yeah, we can take um, the narrator in uh, The Art of Jacob Emery. He was there. He he witnessed this stuff. He was in the community, you know? Jacob Emery is, like, the go-to for <laughs> how to do a well-crafted creepypasta. It's our it's our go-to template from here on in. Well, it is, it, what it's specifically good at is citing your sources and citing why you don't have sources. Right. So both of those things. Like, here's what I can show you that's proof, and here's what I don't have as proof. Right. That's like, why. Like, you can match up everything in that town, but then he says, but here's the reason why we don't have the rest of this. Yeah. In uh, this, we're not getting any of those details. No. Uh, you want to continue? Uh, what, or was it me? That was you on the last one. I, no, it was me on the last one, I'm pretty sure. The, the, male, do- the male doctor stared back for a moment, at her for a moment before asking, what the hell are you? Again, we need to, we need to know sources here if you have these details. What in the hell are you? She cracked her neck down to her shoulders to observe him, still smiling. <sighs> I can't I can't stress this enough. It's a good thing we're doing another story with this. Whether that story ends up being good or bad, this is a nothing story. Yeah. It's it's not even it's just nothing. It And nothing Scary. It's scary. Look at the scary. Look at me, I'm scary. This is proof that the adage "nothing is scarier" is actually wrong, because <laughs> if you don't make anything, uh, there was a long pause. The security had been alerted, and could be heard coming down the hallway. So you have to be in this room. And, uh, keep reading, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, as she heard, as he heard them approach, she darted forward, sinking her teeth spikes into the front of his throat, ripping out his jugular and letting him fall to the floor, gasping for air as he choked on his own blood. She stood up and leaned over him, her face coming dangerously close to his as the light faded from his eyes. She leaned closer and whispered in his ear, I am God. And you have abandoned us. Uh, the doctor's eyes filled with fear as he watched her calmly walk away to greet the security men. His last night, his last sight ever would be watching her feast on them one by one. <laughs> the female doctor who survived the incident named her the Expressionless. Uh, there was never a sighting from her again. And, and there we will, will never be another... We will never mention this story again. Nope. I think we should just... On to the next one, as Jay-Z once said. Yep. Uh, that one doesn't even merit an explanation. Anyway, moving on. White with Red. Man, we, this this is one instance where we really are living up to undercooked analysis. We are <laughs> analysis earning our stripes. Is, well, we, we what, want when, to talk about them both. What are you talking games. about? Huh? What are you talking about? I don't... Welcome to Undercooked Analysis, where tonight we are only reading White with Red. <laughs> okay, uh, good. See, 
man, it's good to be riding off the the high from our last story, The Lights in the House Below, and I'm glad we're just moving on to something that hopefully will be good. And I know I've read this one before, so, you know, it's it, I tend to feel like if there's one that we're going to pitch to the Midnight Marin or Undercooked Analysis that's... Um, I just realized there, there's now a, a lost episode of Undercooked Analysis. Is there? Wait. Oh. Oh. A man yeah, went to a a man went to a hotel and walked up to the front desk to check in. The woman at the desk gave him his key and told him that on his way to his room, there was a door with no number on it that was locked and no one was allowed in there. She explained that it was a storeroom and that it was out of bounds. She reminded him of the several times before allowing him upstairs. <laughs> So he followed the instructions of the woman at the front desk, going straight to his room and going to bed. The end. Uh, the end. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. What I like about this is that you think it's like, okay, if she didn't want him to notice the room, she wouldn't have just said anything. Because people aren't going to be that observant, right? Like, no, if you you're, look you're at a locked of... room with no number, you're like, oh, it's probably just, like, a, a broom closet or something, you know? Yeah. But the fact that, that she that's... mentions it and keeps mentioning it is actually kind of interesting. You know, it's it's almost, again, we've already read this, but my analysis this far, if it was if I just read this, would be she's trying to get him to look at it. That was my thought. Yeah. Um... Man, this one's a little weird since it's short and we've already read it. But yeah, that's yeah, that's, that, that's what I would read. Yeah, that's how I would go where where I think the story would go. Yeah, I uh, I, I that's I mean that's the point I was trying to make, and I'm hoping that's the case because otherwise, why would she? Like that's the logical conclusions. In fact, next paragraph says, however, the insistence of the woman had piqued his curiosity. Had had piqued Mister Creepy Pasta over here. Fuck you. <laughs> it's 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 late o'clock in the night. I'm mm. tired. Had it's piped. three AM in the morning. Yeah, exactly. With my key in the door. It's the bodies laying all over the floor. <laughs> I don't remember how they got here, but I guess I must have killed them. <laughs> killed them. Uh just a typical night. And the moon word is oh never mind. The However, the insistence of the woman had Piked his cur- pe- pecked pecked his curiosity curie 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 so the next night he walked down the hall to the door and tried the handle sure enough it was locked should I just I feel like I want to read this in Mr. Creepypasta's voice now <laughs> to do it do it <clears throat> He bent down and looked through the wide keyhole. Cold air passed through it, chilling his eye. What he saw was a hotel room, like his, and in the corner was a woman whose skin was incredibly pale. She was leaning her head against the wall, facing away from the door. He stared in confusion for a while. Was this a celebrity? The owner's daughter? He almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but decided not to. That that was a, a decent impression, but it's not as, as funny as Slime Beast. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. 
So, yeah. so the, the suggestions are good. The a celebrity and owner's daughter, I like that. Yeah. Uh, almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but it's like, no, nah, that's that's a little ridiculous. I wouldn't do that. That's that's a realistic reaction. Yeah. Because if if I was in that position, I'd be like, well, now I got to check out this door, but um, I wouldn't get to the point of like knocking on it. I think that that's a realistic like. Oh, I want to kind of inspect it a little bit, but that's a that's a step too far. I think that that's a realistic conflict, inner conflict established real quickly. So that's good. Oh yeah, no, I like that. It's a good um, detail. Yeah, so keyholes wide. So obviously, this is an older hotel, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of getting the idea of, and it's a keyhole, not a key card. So, but this is um. You know, this is the kind of thing that someone at the front desk would tell you in an old-timey hotel of just like, uh, by the way, kind of stay away from that room. You know what I mean? No, really, stay away from that room. No, no, really, stay away from that room. Because if you've ever been in a hotel, it's an old hotel, it's a lot more casual kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. so this is – what I like about this so far is that um, – it does feel like it maybe is a story coming from an older time, you know. And it definitely. And here's the thing: the other, the other story that we never read. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? What am I talking about? Uh, there are other stories out there in the ether that <laughs> ask for sources. This is an old timey story that you can tell around in a campfire. Yeah, this, this feels th- like a. This, this is one of those urban legend transitional fossils making its way into creepypasta. This, this is like the, the pre-creepypasta era. This if is that a makes uh, any sense. this is a chilling this is a scary story to tell in the dark kind of thing, like something you need to pull out of one of one of those books, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it it's 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 got that kind of level of detail. That that um, time that myth quality to it. Yeah. As he was still looking the woman turned sharply, and he jumped back from the door, hoping she would not suspect he had been spying on her. He crept away from the door and walked back to his room. The next day, he returned to the door and looked through the wide keyhole. This time, all he saw was red, redness. He couldn't keep anything out. Bes- uh, he couldn't make out anything besides a distinct red collar, unmoving. Perhaps the inhabitant of the hotel knew he was spying the night before and had blocked the keyhole with something red. He felt embarrassed that he had almost made... uh, He felt embarrassed that he made the woman so uncomfortable, so he hoped she had not made a complaint with the woman on the front desk. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. I mean, we... Um, Both of us know where this is going, but it's still, like... I'm trying to kind of distance myself again. And it's like, yeah, that's a that's an interesting detail. It's like, hmm, I wonder, okay, that's odd. Is, is this grammatically correct? And she, and hope she had not made a complaint with the woman on the front desk. Would it be in the front desk or do people say on the front desk? I would say at the front desk. At the front desk. That's a little, that's a little weird. Um, but I'll say this. I'm enjoying this more than I did originally. I, I am too. I think it's interesting because looking, reading into it more, you kind of pick out why, why it works. You know. Yeah. Uh, you want me to? I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, before we read the last paragraph. I'll go ahead and say though, 
I've never liked the title of this one. No, I don't. I don't care much for the title either. But I think the story itself is fine. Yeah. How about you read the rest of it? I, uh, I was going to say I'd like. I was hoping I could wrap it up here. At this point, he decided to consult her for more information. She sighed and said, "Did you look through the keyhole?" The man told her that he had, and she said, "Well, I might as well tell you the story of what happened in that room. A long time ago, a man murdered his wife in there." And we find that even now, whoever stays there gets very uncomfortable. But these people are not ordinary. They were white all over, except for their eyes, which were red. <laughs> Man, I, even though I'm knowing that, it's like I always, I always like. It takes you a second. And you go, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that you kind of see coming, though, I think. No, you do, but it's still, like, you kind of, it kind of, like, it's it's that, it's not exactly fridge horror because you see it, but you can just imagine how the, um, at this point, since it just ends there, you could, you could imagine any number of ways how the man who peered through the keyhole reacted, realizing what he was looking at. Yeah, I don't think, um... This necessarily qualifies as what we what I would call creepypasta, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. No, I think it's a I good. Think, I think it's a good spooky story. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's more of a spooky story than creepy. It's a th- it's it's a campfire story. It's a ghost story. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it works. Like it's simple. It gets it gets to the it, it gets the point across. It doesn't have to do much, um, and it is kind of a it is a creepy image when you get to it. You know, I keep picturing the woman. Like it is. I I even think to myself like y- you know what kind of story you're getting into when so when he looks in a room and sees a woman against the wall. Clearly he's in in the dark, but she's got her head against the wall. And all I can think of is like, oh God, it's Samara. <laughs> Yeah, and, and what I think about this story is, it's rereading it again, I've, I've always liked taking classic creepypastas and reworking them into more modern ones. Yeah. So this is a definite classic one that's really short and to the point. I'd like to rework this at some point because it's, it's really uh, a good concept. And I don't want to say that it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. I feel like it could be modernized for... A, a newer creepypasta audience. It's a it's a framework. Like it's, it's a very it's a very good framework. Exactly. It's like if you can take it and rework it and still keep what what is affected you know the framework of the of the story, then you're good. You have you have a, 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 a potentially fairly chilling narrative on your hands. Yeah, I I uh, really like the story. I'm sorry that this episode ended up. So short. This yeah. probably should have been a shortened shivery, really. Yeah, we really should have had it be a shortened shivery. Um, but you know, do, do you want to read another story? Or actually, it's probably getting late. Yeah, it's really so sorry. So sorry, this one was short. Yeah, sorry um, guys. Only you know, only hitting the one. But we, I, I remember it being longer and. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's okay. I think uh, I'll give this one. I can't really apply a freshness rating to it, but it's uh, definitely, like I said, herbs and spices. Herbs and spices. You use this to spice up things, you're good. Mm-hmm. Great framework. Um, yeah, um, 
I can't. I can't think of a way to end this. <laughs> I can. Um... With a gun. <laughs> Ooh, that got dark. <laughs> Did you end it there? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>